this is Not Your Everyday Podcast, NYEP, episode two. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> Word to Biggie Smalls. This podcast is about three things. One, fear. Discussing fear to make us feel more comfortable talking about our failures. Two, millennials. Discussing why millennials are the future leaders of our time. And three, inspiration. Inspiring the leader within you. How to achieve greatness and excellence. I'm going to play a clip. Have a listen. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. Sir, I just want to say thank you. You saved my life. We are all meant to shine. We are all meant to shine. This was a clip from um, Coach Carter, the movie, and it struck me because um, it made me think, how do we shine if we don't know what we're good at? It made me realise a lot of us figure out our potential either too late or we don't actually believe in our potential. So maybe um, we think we're insignificant or we can't make a difference and therefore we don't believe in our potential to create change. Quite often we are... We don't. We either don't know what we're good at, or we're chasing someone else's dream, or we are being somebody we're not. Um, we are struggling to understand what our purpose is. We um, going through the motions. Uh, can you relate to some of these feelings? Um, we uh, we lose direction. We lose our sense of belief. We lose our commitment. So this is an episode. Not to give you answers, but to give you more questions. All I want to do in this episode is just to show you how I found my value at work in hope that um, you can be inspired to find your own value, your own significance, your own cause for change, or maybe even reconnect with your value, your purpose. Simple. So I'm going to explain four ways of how I found my value at work. Of course, there's more than four, but um, for simplicity, um, I'm just going to mention four. So one of the ways that I found my value at work was through reverse mentoring. Reverse mentoring changed my life. I can say that honestly, proudly, confidently, um, because it made me realise that I was standing on a mountain of value. My story was my value. Just for context, let me set the scene. Uh, mentorship, it can work either way. Some people find it useful, some people don't. But I have. I found it useful because um, 
I've set I've been able to help set up uh, and lead a reverse mentoring program at my organization where where junior colleagues mentor senior colleagues and this program that I was able to help set up has now been rolled out across the UK offices at my at my workplace um, and it's gone from me being the first person on that mentoring program to now 160 people essentially the program was about what are the experiences like for black colleagues within this organization and how do we uh, remove career barriers and improve career progression to senior roles um one of the things that really stand out to me during this mentoring program was that i asked the person that i was mentoring who was very senior in the organization one below the ceo i asked him what was the biggest impact that I made on you? And he said two things. One, the insights. So I was able to provide insights to him about what my experiences were like in the organization. Um, and he found it really eye-opening because it was the first time he was hearing it from somebody um, who can articulate it in a way um, that made sense and made it real. And the second thing he said was that... Um, he found me inspirational and he was really honored to be part of the program. So for me, I was like, wow, that's amazing. No, I think that was great that I was able to get that feedback because uh, I wasn't really expecting it. I was just doing my thing um, and just talking about my experiences. But, you know, to somebody else, it was really powerful. Uh, and it made me realize that I've got something to say. I have a voice, uh, I have um, impact. And never to really, not just dim my light, but never to um, to feel that I don't have a voice or feel like I don't have something valuable to say because I've got something that's, that's unique to me. Um, my story was my value, but nobody ever told me that. I just thought my story was just a story. That's it. Until I started to share my story... And it created value more ways than I ever thought it would. I thought my story was ordinary, normal. My story was a combination of things. It was my experience being a black heritage colleague, um, being an ethnic minority in society, what my African parents taught me, what history taught me, um, like what my passions are, which is around social mobility and helping people, what my interest is, um, which is in leadership. So my story is who I am. It's how I was raised and it's how I became the man I am today. So you are already standing on a mountain of value. Remember, your story is already more valuable than you think. Like, don't dare throw your history. Don't, like, don't sometimes think, don't sometimes think it's pointless because it's, sometimes it's difficult to see your own value. And you need others to speak to you about what value you bring. So sometimes you need others to bring out your dreams, to clarify what's good about the the things that you do. Most people are already standing on the mountain of value, but they just find it difficult to see that the size, the shape, the attributes of that mountain because they're on it, they're on top. But when you look down and, uh, and where you're standing, all you see is just dirt beneath your feet, and, but when you look up, you just see how impressive other people's mountains are. So it's very easy to see the value from a distance, 
um, about other people's uh, what other people are good at but it's hard to see what you're good at when you're on your mountain you see the value in others so easily but you sometimes fail to notice the the great value that you have in yourself I didn't see my value I was waiting to be told my value but then when I started to realize through mentorship that people were telling me I'm good at this I'm good at that um, and then I started to actually um, pay attention to what I'm good at then I started to believe in my value the second way of how I found my value was to be good at your job I learned that you know, you can't just go on social media and talk about all the change that you want to make in the world, uh, but you're not good at your job. So you've got to learn the basics and master the basics and be competent in your actual work in order for you to get respect to do other things. I think for me, that's the way it, it, it works. Or, But how do you know you're good at your job? As I said earlier, in that clip I played about your light, shining um, letting your light shine well how do you know what you're good at it sounds like a simple question but quite often we are unclear about the value that we can offer so this is something that i realized quite recently i didn't know what value i bring to the table it might sound a bit weird to say that like people know their strengths but really do you really know your strengths like like the question I ask now to myself is, how do I know that I'm good at this? Is it because I get feedback? Is it because I finish this particular task a lot quicker than most people? Is it because I find this particular task easy to do? Um, what is it that makes you sure that you're good at something? Like ask yourself these questions because for me, once I started to realise that... Um, I haven't asked myself these questions. I assumed all my life that, oh, like, if my mum said, oh, you're going to be a economist or an accountant or a lawyer or whatever, then I just went for it. Or if you're constantly shown via society, via school, via friends, that um, engineering, uh, finance, investment banking, all these sorts of typical jobs are good jobs, as default, you just train yourself to be good at that job, even if it's not an interest of yours. Or maybe you'll train yourself to be good at that job, and you might even train yourself to even like the job, rather than naturally being good at the job or naturally liking the job. I never really question, wait, what am I actually good at? Have, has, have I got any indication that I do things um, a lot easier in this field? Um, I, I never questioned that I just because all your life you're spoon fed in the educational system to just do one college then university then job but like for the, the really successful people you know they are early early on they they find what they're good at and they solely focus on that like footballers you know the singers uh, it happens quite a lot in entertainment where they, they start early on and they, they're super focused but for the rest of us who go into the workforce, we don't really have that sense of focus at early on. Like, I'm sure, you know, young people, like, all of the young people, like children, they're not thinking, I'm going to be a CEO, like, at early, at, like, five years old. So we don't, there's no, we don't have that sort of dream. So, so I, I, I'd love to question, like, you, how, 
what are what are your signs to know that you're good at whatever you're doing? So, for example, good at when I thought that accountancy was the way forward for me, um, I went about trying to get the qualification, but I didn't realize and I didn't ask what am I actually good at and what are my interests. Sometimes we do stuff just um, to to look good. And sometimes we do stuff because other people are doing stuff or doing that particular thing. Um, but instead, we, we deny what we're actually good at. Uh, and I did that with probably accounting. I, I went into it because everybody else, not everybody else around me was going into it, but because it looked good. Um, and then I, I, luckily for me, I, I found out what I was good at by being told that I was creative, being told that I can lead workshops, I can inspire people, I'm able to create change, um, I'm able to deliver presentations quite um, quite confidently uh, and, and can capture audiences. Um, I'm quite good at creating new experiences for customers. Um, I'm good at researching um, and putting together case studies. Uh, these are the sorts of things that I started to pick up um, through people telling me and also me being more observant, my actual skill set. And this led me to move teams from risk consulting to management consulting, where these skills are more used. So what I'm saying here is to critically and honestly evaluate what you're good at um, by asking people, um, by observing more closely your skills um, and by listening to feedback um, and being honest to yourself if you know you're not good at something don't do it <laughs> and if, if you know you're better at other things put your hand up and say I think I'll be better here because of xyz the third way of how I found my value was to think of myself as an answer to a problem you are an answer to a problem my problem statement was why is there certain people in high positions that shouldn't be there or why doesn't why why doesn't everyone have equal access to opportunities or why why does meritocracy feel more like a theory rather than practice i wanted answers to these questions so i i then became a solution because um I aligned myself to causes that improve social mobility, that uh, created an e a level playing field, um, that provided equal access to opportunities, because um, this was something I was passionate about. So your problem statement could be gender equality, it could be human rights, it could be the environment, it could be anything. You just need to understand what role do you play? Are you a solution or are you a problem? If you view yourself as an answer to a problem, you're you would likely see yourself as someone who can be useful, can be valuable, um, and therefore you will change the way you think about yourself. You'll become more entrepreneurial and you'll become more resourceful. People will see that within you, will ask you to help them solve problems. Um, and when you see yourself as part of the solution and not the problem, you then change um, not just how you tackle and how you see life, but also how you're able to overcome adversity because you see it as a problem. Um, once you change the way you see yourself as a solution to a problem, you're more likely to feel empowered to solve problems. You're more likely 
to not shy away from challenges and um, yeah yeah the final way I found my value was to understand that I needed to stay long enough to create change to stay long enough in a firm to create the change I wanted to see there's a stat in the Deloitte annual millennial survey yes they do annual surveys about millennials and it said 44% of millennials expect to leave their company in the next two years don't do the classic millennial thing and leave early because you're corporation or your organization is not purpose-driven enough or they don't um, value inclusion and diversity enough or you don't see inclusion and diversity in the senior senior positions um, as much as you would like to things take time and I've seen a wave of friends who you know get frustrated about the corporate settings and the corporate politics and 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 find it difficult to navigate it that they end up leaving out of frustration um but they had so much potential to create change within that organization what made me find my value was me being patient i was able to understand that i'm not just here for the moment or for the time being i'm here to kind of leave a mark or create something that 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 surpasses me or that lives beyond me um i'm here to to it's almost like you're to to just um make an impact essentially um and i didn't want to just pass pass through i wanted to um i guess leave a legacy yeah leave a legacy however big or small it may be it's just to be remembered in, in a positive way and my, and I did that through some of the programs that I helped create. Um, and I think millennials, um, they leave too soon or they get frustrated too quickly. Um, and I, I think that's a trend that we need to, we need to change. Uh, and, and what I would like to encourage you is to learn to try and um, be a change maker and stick through the tough times uh, even though it's not perfect even though it's not the way you want it at the moment start off small with a particular uh, activity or particular problem that you want to solve and 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 be laser focused with that particular problem uh, and finish it stay there till you finish it because and and in this case if we talk about organizations and millennials trying to create change what matters isn't the fact that you almost completed a project what matters is that you did complete a project or you did transform your organization so that is is just a small tip but i think it's really it's really helpful to to remember and to to try and um, get into the mindset of thinking you know if i want to create change i've got to see through the change and that means you've got to hold yourself accountable to get to a particular point in the change where you feel that you've done enough and don't leave too soon because there's so much potential for you to impact your organization because sometimes people leave and they go somewhere else and they don't like it and then they either come back or go somewhere else again but people leave for different reasons uh, but don't make your reason be only and solely the fact that the organization isn't 
purpose-driven enough or isn't inclusive enough uh, because you can actually help change that even if it's in your own department or in your own team you can do something before you leave so those are the four things um, that allowed me to find my value at work to summarize it was um, starting reverse mentoring which allowed me to understand my mountain of value it that was number one number two was around um and number two was understanding what i'm good at what am i good at at my job what am i good at in general like what how do i know that i'm good at something just understanding that and number three um it was being an answer to a problem and number four was staying long enough in a firm or in a particular position to create change and that allowed me to um, create the value that i wanted um so yeah and i hope you can you can take away something from those stories and you can question yourself on those couple of themes and now i just want to briefly talk about the future um in the future you'll be defined by your unique take on things your story and your ability to innovate that every opportunity will involve a google search of your personal brand right every team you lead will be based on your story not your cv cv is outdated actually it's all about linkedin your your cv is linkedin this is the new world that we're living in the ideas that you you immerse yourself in and the stuff that you care more deeply about you'll be known for that rather than oh you're that person that works for this company the competitive advantage nowadays is to think differently it's to find your value and it's actually just to be authentic it's to be you so try and find you try and be you it's going to take you a lot further so whether you decide to start and grow your own business or develop a brand within a large organization this is the most exciting time to be alive the truth is your real wealth is in your story this is what's selling now your journey thus far has not been a waste of time remember that it's it's actually been perfect like your hobbies your interests are not meaningless they are gold mine your passion isn't hollow it's the best fuel that you'll ever have you've already been a leader within your circles you already have examples of people you've helped teams you've built value you've added you just need to harness what you have and redefine it i've seen that happen in my life there is already a theme to your life there's already a theme to my life um, that's been unfolding like each each year i see i see myself growing more and more in confidence i see myself growing more in perspective uh, i've got a global outreach uh, a global perspective now i don't see myself as just only having opportunities in the uk i see it globally and this is because my thinking has changed um and I'm following the themes of my life. And some of the themes of my life are, are I guess, helping people. It's social mobility. It's um, expertise in customer experience. That's my technical expertise. So, you know, when I was when I was um, thinking about this episode all, all week, 
I was trying to figure out what is my tone what do I want to say what insight can I provide um, and really I, I, of course I want you to be inspired of course I want you to take some stuff away from 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 this but um, I can't do it for you <laughs> I wish I could I wish I can just give everyone opportunities but I can't so what can I do is just to to tell you some stuff to tell you some stuff that you might not know or maybe to remind you of stuff that you might already know um and i by and how do i do this well i i want these this podcast to go to schools to go to college universities to go everywhere that's the long-term plan however um i need to listen to feedback i need to make sure that i'm not producing this for myself it's not a one-man band like it's not a one-man show this is a podcast for all of us and I mean it like it's not rhetoric it's not you know nice thing nice words uh, nice phrases this is a community effort we are a community I am building a community and if you're listening to this you're on my second episode um, and thank you very much for, t- for tuning in um, and what we're trying to do is go on this journey with me um, all your voices are going to be heard because I'm speaking to people about how did you find the podcast, um, what did you like, what can I improve on. So one of the feedback was that um, that uh, I need to be more conversational, that I need to be less scripted in some areas. I need to make sure that um, I put some information about uh, the links and the resources, the books, the references that I make in the bio, so that you guys can can find it easily. So I'm taking all this feedback on because it's a, it's a team effort. If you like the vision that I'm trying to paint, well, follow this journey, follow this podcast because um, I am documenting this journey. I've got some amazing guests um, in the next couple of episodes that you're gonna get some real gems. So thank you again your good friends stay tuned